All right, man. Thanks, Phil, for coming to the podcast today. How is Nashville? Dude, it's hilly. It's hilly? It's hilly, and it's sunny, and it's beautiful. It's more breezy than I thought it would be. There's more bugs here than Chicago, mm. but uh, it's a lot quieter, which I'm, I'm liking. So hilly, like in a good way or in a bad way? Like I, I, I just came from running and I did a hilly road. That wasn't great, but it was great oh, bro. after you finished it. The hills are the devil for your knees, man. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially on your way down. So I know you travel everywhere. You're basically, okay, so that the public knows, you're, this is Phil Martin. He's an entrepreneur, future decamillionaire. Yes. Uh, word traveler, green juice connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit of, tell us your story, man. Your story is really interesting. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, um, I'm from Texas. I'm from Houston. Um, I have a real uncle named Rick. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> my, my father's very Texan. Um, so I'm from the South. But we did move up to Chicago when I was a kid. Uh, I think from the time I was like six until the time I was about 12. I lived in different like Chicago land area out in the burbs. Um, from there, we moved to Kansas City, finished high school out there. Um, it was definitely a bumpy road. Uh, I was definitely dumber than a bag of bricks. <laughs> I was so dumb. Oh my god! I was so like how dumb? dumb? Like oh I, my god, dude! I, like I was like, pretty dumb too when I was like. I don't even know what we're allowed to say on here. Like I don't know what's know. allowed, what's not. I'm gonna put R rated. So you can say whatever you want. I, I guess that there is a limit. I don't know. <laughs> like, no, 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 man. <laughs> I mean, you just say like, just, just, you know, more, you know, un, unfocused than I could possibly be. Um, you know, I, I had my uh, head in the right areas. I just completely lacked any discipline to, to make any of those goals a reality. But I learned the whole time, like the whole time, I never stopped reading books. Or, I mean, as soon as, like, I left my mom's house and I, like, had my own laptop, I, I was like, oh, my God, YouTube, like, the internet, like, what? Um, so I never stopped learning um, the whole time. And then, right, I, you know, I, I did some community college, you know. Went to, mm. I went to a good community college. <laughs> and, uh, you know, which I actually really liked. I, like, I hate, I absolutely hated high school. But then when I got into college, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. And so I, I got into that, you know, I racked up 81 credit hours, but nothing like really stuck. And I was just like, this entrepreneur thing, uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, man. I see your Instagram stories. I, I've seen you a little bit in New York and in Vegas. And I, I know that you're doing really, really well. And I know that one of the things that we were going to talk about is, so you're planning on making like what a hundred thousand dollars a month, and and I know that a lot of people when they hear this are gonna be like, what the fuck? Like, who's who's making a hundred thousand dollars a month? Like that sounds crazy. Who's this guy? 
when you and I know very clearly that this is something that you will not only for sure do, but it won't be taking you a long time to get there at all. And really, even though it may seem almost unfathomable to some people, this is something that for you, it'll be easy to explain that it's all about getting disciplined and following a process for a period of time and just applying, applying to it. But I guess that I want to hear about you. And it'll be a fun story for you to tell because you were just saying that you were so not disciplined when in reality I can see that you are pretty disciplined dude, man. And yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> not when. Here, here's the thing. I'll give you good context. So I know somewhere in there. So I'll give you, I'll give you a good aha moment. This will lead into this. Okay. Is when I was 16, um, up until that point, I just like ve very vaguely knew I wanted to be like a, a business owner. Okay. And basically, one of the only vacations I ever took with my dad was. Um, we went to the Virgin Islands uh, when I was like 16. And right, this is like, this is like the, this is the first time I ever remember having a beer with my dad, right? And we're out there and he's like, right? And I, right? And he looks at me and the waves are coming in. It's like a nice breeze. We have like a fat island dinner, so good. And he looks at me, he goes, son, if you have a thousand apartment units, at a thousand dollars a month, that's a million dollars a month. You can have it managed. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "What? <laughs> like, you can do that? Like, what?" <laughs> I was like, so, "You know, I mean, that was like the, that really kind of when I look back was like a moment where you know I do you know my dad is not an entrepreneur. He's an engineer. Um, he tried the entrepreneur thing. Of course, back in like the '80s." Right when it was way more of cocaine, if you yeah, different world. Right, and um, so it was kind of my aha moment where I, and I was actually thinking about this the other day, and it was kind of the first time I I really kind of realized it. But I mean, I was like, so I'm in like I'm I'm 33 percent through my five year plan currently. Okay, I'm 25 to 30. Okay, so I'm about to turn 27. And I, I was just kind of like measuring time frames, like in five year periods of my life. And I was like, wait, you mean from the time I was like 16 to the time well, I was 21 or 20? Like, so the time I was 16, the time I was 22, that's only six years. That, that was mm -hmm. time it took me to become a landlord. That's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's not nothing. How many 22 year olds are landlords? I would say <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> no, and it was, it was, it was dude. I, I was, I was the most hilarious landlord, dude. I did Airbnb, right? I lived. It was right near Disney, dude. It was, just, it was oh, so nice. great, right near Disney, Airbnb, and then I did, um, <clears throat> uh, like student college housing, whatnot, and um, so like when I was younger, right? I uh, part of my story, right, is when I was seventeen, I got arrested for selling the drugs right oh really you were oh yeah oh that's oh, hilarious yeah. oh dude yeah i was trapping 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 all damn dead oh my god and um <laughs> dude i remember like the when i was like 15 we we made 500 bucks in one day and we were like whoa like dude we just like lost our fucking mind 
And so, I mean, that's just perpetuated, you know, more ridiculous behavior. What, what did you sell, if you don't mind me asking? Wheat. Mostly, mostly wheat. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, so you were one of the, the nice drug dealer person. Yeah, dude. You, you weren't around stabbing people no, in the alley. No, okay. no, no. <laughs> no, I really, I don't, I never understood the people that took it there. I just, nah. Gotcha. Um, and so, so... And this is actually funny. Something I'm realizing is like, I went from being the guy that like couldn't literally could not rent an apartment, like could not rent my own apartment, had to have girlfriends put their names on leases for us to like live places wow. to being the guy that lives on Airbnb. Right. And can just live any fucking way in the world. Right. Yeah. They just have like time limits on the shit. Right. Like I mean, it was, again, it was when I was like 17, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, right, man. I mean, so, but no, I mean, that was something, you know, you want to talk about my story, man. Like that I was like, that was like the, that was the biggest roadblock I have ever faced was getting in trouble. And then, dude, I thought it was fine. I was like, Oh, I was a minor. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And dude, I was working at uh, a daycare at the time. Right. Okay. And I was just like, it's cool. Like, whatever, dude, like it's all good. And I was like, uh, let me go get a, let me go get another job. I want to go get a job at UPS. Mm-hmm. So the interview went great. They loved me. They're like, Oh, this fucking this is guy. Right. They called me. They're like, all right, here, just, we're going to do your background test real quick. And right. It's gonna be, I think I even passed my piss test. Like somehow, I don't even know. Like I think, and, uh, they're like, all right, here, background test. And I was like, all right, yeah, here. Da-da-da. Yeah. I was, you know, I, I didn't say it. I was like, oh, I'm, 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 I don't know. Sent it in. Right. And, uh, you know, I was actually like at work, like I was at my other job, I was at my day, my daycare job, uh, and I got the phone call, and the UPS called me, and they were like, uh, "Hello, Mr. Martin. Yes, uh, we cannot hire you. Uh, we don't hire Falcons. Thanks. Goodbye. Click." Wow. Like, Yo. So imagine getting that phone call at seventeen and being like, "Wait, like, fucking, like UP, like boxes." Bro, like we're talking boxes. <laughs> I can't do boxes. <laughs> like, whoa! Like, you know that's insane. This is why people have such difficulties sometimes here in the U.S. Because you you make a mistake, whatever you you go. Yeah, dude, white privilege okay, so, can kiss my ass, bro. You're done, right? Like you're done in the U.S. If you oh, if you end up in done. jail, so you're done. Like, what do you do? Like, I know that supposedly this is. A correctional system where they they make you better they make you a better human being to whatever or, or that's how it's supposed to be right like like the the whole jail system you go there you become a better human being you come back and then you're integrated to society but they don't even let you work in ups after you sold weed to people when you were 17. yeah and 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 i can't rent my own apartment bro like, imagine feeling like you're an <laughs> illegal immigrant in your own country. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty shitty. That sounds pretty shitty. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it, was, it was just the most... Rid- and so that drove me into a real downward spiral, dude. That's not even, like, the fucking worst of it, right? So, like, I moved out of my mom's house, like, as I was turning 18, moved in with my dad. First time I've ever, like, really lived with my dad with for any longer than, like, a few weeks. My parents divorced when I was right after I was born. Mm-hmm. and he's an alcoholic mm. now the thing about that is the easiest way to become an alcoholic is to live with an alcoholic ah uh. you know and when that's your only bonding time with your father 
who like is an awesome dude, but is an alcoholic, right? Very hardworking guy, um, quite intelligent guy, just gave, you know, didn't handle certain things well in life. And um, so that's how we bonded. And so what happened was, right, he comes into town, we move in together. He takes a leave of absence. He's like, holy shit, my son just got arrested. This shit's out of control. He's working overseas in like Saudi Arabia for like wow. most of my fucking childhood. And he was like, dude, Iraq, he worked in Mongolia, China. He worked in China when I was in first grade. Went to Africa right after I was born. So he's a world traveler. And um, so we moved in together, Kansas City, right? Kansas City, Lanessa, Kansas. <laughs> and um, dude, we just drink. We drink, we drink, we drink. And then one day, he got to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Right? So he goes to leave and he goes, son, don't drink. after i gave you a bottle of vodka every day for a period of time that sounds like three months or more stop it bye yeah and i mean you know you're you're a doctor you know i mean one of the most addictive substances one of the one of the hardest and physically dangerous to even get off of um so naturally being i was 18 18 at the time I was on probation, right? And so they that would they were like they were like bad probation. Mm-hmm. And um I was and I couldn't smoke, right? I gotta take P test, can't smoke. So I'm like, man, I've been drinking with my dad, so I'm like, so he leaves naturally, keep drinking, drink, drink, drink. Oh man, dude, we I was just hanging out with this guy, playing cards with our girlfriends over at the house one day. And, uh, Jesus, bro, this is... <sighs> ran out of cigarettes. <laughs> Apparently I smoked cigarettes at one time. I, I have not okay. touched a cigarette in years, but you know, when you're 18 and you're drunk, you want cigarettes. Uh-huh. So we go hop in my car and I, I, I like, it was so dumb. It was like, we put our seatbelts on. Uh-huh. Thank God. Thank God. Because <laughs> we later were told his girlfriend heard the fucking crash, like half a mile, quarter mile away. Like, wow. Heard us fuck it up. So we get out and back out. Dude, we didn't even get like out of my neighborhood before I didn't know which one was the gas or the brake. So I was just like Whoa. stomping on one or the other, clip a curb, whomp, whomp, boom, right into a fucking tree, dude. Like, Damn. Like hard, dude, hard, fucking not soft, bro. Every airbag fucking. Dude, really? Like, but like, like, did something happen to you medically or you were like, what? Uh-huh, we were you fine. were fine. You were, we were fine. fine. Damn. Bro. Dude. Okay, so that happened. And, but, but then like, oh my God. So that dude, it gets so fucked. It gets so fucked. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm hooked. So, I want to know the whole story. Dude. So that happens. And then, um, go to court, right. They revoke my probation. I have to go spend like a few days in jail. And then I go back to court and now I'm on fucking diversion. Diversion. What's diversion? diversion? I have no idea what that means. It's, there's probation and uh-huh. then there's diversion. Okay. 
So that's worse than probation. So well, no. So it's like it's like less serious probation. Oh, I see. I see. Yes. So I get on diversion, and I am just like. So I go to AA for six months. I go mm. complete like all the shit. I go to all the classes. I pass all my piss tests. Um, How'd you like AA, by the way? Huh? How did you like AA? It's pretty good. I would say okay. it's pretty good. I mean, there's. I mean, for like a, for like a, basically it's like a free service. I mean, that's like mm. tremendous. Dude. Like for somebody dealing with like a problem like that, I mean, it's like that a place. I mean, it, it's really, it's really a magical thing. Really. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, it was a long time ago, but I was only supposed to, I was only like ordered to go for like eight weeks. But I went for six <laughs> months because I was like, dude, I know. You really liked it. Yeah. 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 I'm not That's amazing. Did you know that uh, one of the founders of AA, he wanted to integrate psychedelics into the AA system, but they didn't want to do it. They didn't like the, the whole, I don't know the exact story, but it seems like the, the group of people, the board of directors or whatever of AA, they said, no, 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 this, this is like a drug. So don't do that. Don't, don't mess mm -hmm. with the drug with people that just. I've heard that. I have heard that. Yeah. So fucking, I do that. I complete that. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm Gucci. It's all good. It's all good. And then, right. Um, I get a new girlfriend. Um, my relationship with my, you know, one girlfriend I've been with, you know, since like 16 high school, right. Three, three and a half years, somewhere in there. I'm like a year into college. Um, and I, me and her break up and dude, literally I shit you not. Like, I think it was like two days later. It was the day after Halloween. Mm -hmm. I meet this girl, this new girl. Yeah. Uh, in human anatomy class so naturally i just pulled her from human anatomy class and just fucking <laughs> banger like in between like in between classes like i have to go back to class dude. you were a horny boy you were a horny oh man boy. and she ends up becoming my girlfriend dude for the next four years wow yeah wow. yeah like in an amazing way like just like couldn't have like even asked for that like wouldn't have even known that it could be so good, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, it, but that, uh, that's the best when you don't know that it can be that good, right? Like you have a, like an idea that it can be good and then it's better. And you're like, what? And then it's better. And then it's better. Yeah, of course you're gonna hang out with this person. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, that shit, uh, that shit has not happened since, we'll put it that way. But I have not been <laughs> looking for that since. But right. so we get, we're, it, so, that happens and then mm -hmm. thanksgiving rolls around and i'm gonna go see my family in texas yeah what could go wrong right I'm like hey girl come see my family in texas come. i was just gonna go see my one aunt dude like my one fucking aunt who i'm like the closest with <clears throat> but my dad is an alcoholic right he's just dude he's like hyper aggressive like i mean dude like just really fucking out there dude Okay. And uh, so we're at like my other aunt's house, my aunt T, who I've been close with my whole life, love her to death, just the sweetest dude, like, you know, makes you like bacon rolled jalapeno stuffed with cream cheese, <laughs> you know, burst your arteries, right? Southern cooking. Sounds delicious. It's so good. And we're there for Thanksgiving. Okay. And me, it, it's fucking vacation. So we sleep in. Mm -hmm. just, like sleeping in. My fucking dad is like banging on the fucking door for like no, like we're not even fucking, like we're not even fucking, dude. Like 
They're just like sleeping, dude. Like, and so he's like, get out. It's early. It's like 11 a.m. You're going to be out. You're going to be like doing productive shit. Oh, no. Yeah. And I, dude, I just had it. I was just like, dude, like you are like real, like you're embarrassing me at this point, right? So I get out there, I just go fucking yell at him. I'm like, just, I'm just like, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to slap you upside your head, basically. Some shit like that. I don't know. Okay. Something. Right? And he goes, you're out of here. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, you're kicked out when we get back. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, like, fucking fine, dude. Like, fuck fine. So, yeah. plane touches down, dude. Like, before her or I either even get back to our crib in back in Kansas, uh-huh. we go get a fucking apartment. And it like just immediately start going and moving into it. Cause it was just like this like right, like she saw the whole thing go down too. Right. So it was just, just like it was just it was just like the natural next step. Like what the fuck else was I gonna do, bro? Right after massified. Let's just let's just move in together. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I can't get a fucking apartment, so what am I going to do? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, okay. You know, I, I mean, like, what am I going to do? I'm like, what are my options here? I can't put my name on a lease. I have this girl here. Fucking duh. Okay, so we do Let's that. Let's do it, yeah, okay. We get a freedom lease. We put, like, X amount of dollars down or some shit. I don't know. Like, uh-huh. our- What's a freedom lease? Uh, it's just one where if you put enough money down, you can break the lease and... Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. So, like, if you put... Like, let's say you put six months down, but you leave in three months, you get the three months back. Gotcha. Yeah. Because my mom and my stepdad had moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can either get in-state tuition here in Kansas, or I can go to Florida. I don't go to Florida. I fucking hate Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know nothing about Kansas. Don't go. That is all you need to know. I've heard they have good beer, though. Well, no. Okay. No, not really. Okay. Isn't Boulevard that 70 week. show made in Kansas? Supposed to be in Kansas? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Boulevard weed is ass. No, I'm, just, I'm just talking that <laughs> shit. But that's like, that's like a brewery that everybody fucking loves. Boulevard weed in Kansas City. But all right. Anyway. anyway. So, yo. <laughs> we are all set. Dude. We, we have rented an apartment in Orlando, Florida. We've never been to. Which, oh amazing you, you have oh, everything you need there you have oh, disney world yeah. you have bush gardens there's even a christian uh amusement park i saw a sign for did you go there <laughs> i believe it orlando's a weird fucking place i was like we were like miami is too big i was dude i, I was just like i don't want to fucking deal with my, i was like me in miami right now no um but my mom was in gainesville which is just like a super it's basically lawrence which is where ku is so it's just like a college town you know i've been there once yeah Yeah. north florida so i'm Mm -hmm. like i don't need to be there so orlando it is and they had they had the the country's best community college oh nice (laughs) i go to fucking valencia college down there but right before we go what happened a year to the day later, I'm at the pool, right? And we're having this uh-huh. fucking party because we're leaving, dude. And yeah. it's the summertime. And, you know, my girlfriend, bro, she's bi. She, like, loves chicks. And mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, and, like, we're hanging out with this chick at the pool that she works at Twin Peaks with. And I'm like, oh, dude. I'm like, this is going down. All right. Bet. Mm-hmm. 
But I think we had been taking Klonopins all day. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Oh, oh dude. I had a prescription for 90 milligrams of Klonopins. So I will like make you do a urine test all the time. I'd be like, Phil, I'm not going to give you a Klonopin. Oh dude. I literally just like, I went to the doc Hollywood of that area. Literally. <laughs> like this guy didn't give a fuck. He didn't give a shit, dude. He was giving my friend 500 milligrams of Xanax a month, bro. Like this oh dude was God. just fucking just handing it out. It was ridiculous. Okay. So I've been just popping Klonopins. All, I probably had like three milligrams of Klonopins in me. Probably about eight beers and about six hours of sun. And homie is chilling with us. Now I got to get rid of homie. And this is like before Uber. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, the only, for some reason, the only way I can get rid of homie is to drop him off at his home. Okay. So the hens are going to stay at the pool and or go to the crib, which is mm-hmm. at the same place. And they're going to wait. I'm going to go take homie home. All right. Great. I'm like, dur, 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 dur. I got a fucking threesome lined up at home. I'm going to take this fucking retard home. Dur, 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 dur. Get in the truck. Boom. Right. Fucking, dude, make it all the way. Dude, and it can't, this little part of Kansas has hills. It is yeah. the hills of fucking Kansas. And I make it all the way there, which is like, I don't know, a good five, six miles. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the way back. And I don't know. I'm like, shit was like, st- like in my system, like, like getting worse as time went on <laughs> from what I recall. Uh-huh. And I'm on the way fucking back. I miss a turn. I miss my fucking turn. I was supposed to turn left. I'm on 55th street. And, uh, not, hmm, I don't remember. On 55th street over there, kind of by the skate park. And, I'm fucking miss my turn. Keep going. Oh no. And I make the next turn. And the next turn has a cop on it. But this cop had already pulled somebody over. Okay. All I had to do was get by the cop. So to get by the cop, I just went way faster. <sighs> so so you're gonna I'm say like, uh-huh. So did you crash a car? Is that no, I, no, but the cop did tell me he pulled me over because, like, I almost hit him. It was like, <sighs> I was like, oh, my fucking good, sweet baby Jesus. That. <laughs> wow. Wow. Maybe so, scares me, it scares me to think about now. Like, you know, like, it really does, man. Oh, like, you know, I, I know what you mean. Uh, when I was in high school, I was 18, and I crashed my car, too. I was, like, driving maybe a little bit faster than I should have, and, and the, 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 the wheels of my car were old, you know? And it had just rained, and so I didn't have enough friction. And so I lost control of the car, and I crashed it. And, 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 and it was like a horrible crash. Nothing bad happened, but, but a post, like an electricity post, I hit that and it fell into the street and the electricity for like a mile around a mile was completely lost. And I was, there was a friend with me in the car at the time and nothing bad happened to her. But for a month afterwards, I would like wake up from in the morning thinking like, oof, what if something happened to her, you know? Like, and, and, and I wasn't even like drinking or anything like that. I was just, a, it was just like a right. bad decision, just bad decision of like driving a little bit too fast after a rain. Um, but anyway, go ahead. 
I know so, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, what yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I think I'm right. I, I'm practically. I'm just like cringing. I'm saying, I'm like, oh my god, this this guy. So I get pulled over. They take me in. Eventually, they convince me to fucking blow in the thing. I didn't want to blow in the thing forever. They convinced me to fucking blow in the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So. I was too embarrassed to call the lawyer that had done my first two cases and tell him that I got another DUI. <laughs> so I called a different lawyer. I called a different lawyer. I have him go to like my first like court date or two, but we're moving in like a week. I'm like, what am, what am I gonna do? I'm like, am I gonna stay? Am I gonna stay so I can fucking, fuck no. I'm not gonna fucking stay. Y'all can come get me, all right? I've had enough of your shit, all right? <laughs> about this bitch peace (laughs) dipped bro dipped i was like bro i like i felt like the biggest sketch ball like in the world i was just like what am i doing like just like oh my god bro like just complete like just a hole in my heart chest like just just lost just a lost soul didn't like things had just gotten so out of control (laughs) like just had no clue I, i was like i was like okay I just need to get out of Kansas, first of all, because this is all, bro, it, uh, there's just a lot of cops in Kansas. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know that sounds like something somebody <laughs> ridiculous would say, but I mean, really, dude, I, I remember being, I was like a sophomore in high school, and I yeah. remember being able to name like 30 kids just off the top of my head that had mm-hmm. been arrested for like petty shit. It, it, it was just, it was that kind of town, bro. Like you would, you'd get arrested for just like, just ridiculous, ridiculous, right? So anyway, I'm like, all right, I'm going, I'm going to Florida. So you left to Florida. I left Kansas. Right. You left Kansas. Okay. Left Kansas, went to Florida, you went to, Florida. to Orlando and you know, those pictures online, right? Sure looked good. <laughs> So you get there and you realize you are in the hood. Welcome to the hood. Oh we my god! Where where your mail gets stolen and and the um, utility uh, your maintenance guys uh, get arrested for murder, right? <sighs> of killing people in your complex. So wow, yeah. yeah you know, Wait, what? Bro. The utility guy killed a person in your apartment complex. Yes. Were you there when that happened? Well, we were living there. I was at work. We saw him on the news. What? Bro. Yes. You've lived a wild life. Bro, I'm telling you. Oh, it gets even better, dude. It gets so much better, bro. (laughs) It finishes so good. Okay. So I'm like, fuck, shit. So I'm like, okay, bro. Now, now, now I'm like Pablo Escobar. And I'm like, I can't. You're right. I'm like, I can't get pulled over. I can't talk. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, uh-huh. I gotta be like, I'm not even, I'm not even on the lease in this apartment. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm in another state. Like, I'm like, I don't, I have no family. She has no family in the city. Like we are just like, we have no jobs. We have no jobs. Okay. We have gone through all of our savings basically to get there. All right. Wow. And uh, eventually I get a, a job at Home Depot. Okay. I, I, I just come clean. I explain to the store manager, like what's going on. And I'm just like, dude, I want to do real estate. I'm in college. I need a fucking job right now. I can't get a job. 
And he was like, dude, I did like, like 20 fucking interviews at Chipotle. Like every Chipotle in Orlando, I fucking did an interview. <laughs> Lord God, dude. And they wouldn't hire me. They would, they'd be like, what are your goals and aspirations? I'd be like, well, I want to run a company. I want to be a real estate person. Blah, blah. And they'd just look at me and be like, yeah, no. No way. <laughs> like, 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 like the, you know, the, the Dunning-Kruger on the other side of the table. Right, is, right. Yeah. So, wow. So basically they were like, no, 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 no. You have too, you're too ambitious. There's no way you're going to like make our beans right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, get out of here. Find another Chipotle. Maybe in Taco Bell they got you. Yeah. Okay. So Doug, Doug at Home Depot, save the, saves the fucking day, bro. Okay. Gives me a fucking talks to corporate. I said, go clear me with corporate. I passed my piss test. I'm hired for the overnight shift. Nice. So I'm just like going overnight, working at Home Depot three nights a week, going to school full time. Um, classes are a lot harder. It's Orlando, right? Me and my girlfriend like never see each other. We're both just like busy for like 80 hours a week. Wow. But it's like, okay. I, re- I look back on that time and actually like, that's like a pretty fun time in my life. Like it was like pretty stable. I basically knew what to expect. I had a stable relationship. Mm. It was okay. Like if we made, if we scrapped together, like, bet- like my dad helped me out a little bit. Her parents helped us out a little bit our jobs, right? Dude, we donate, I, we both donated plasma twice a week. Like, we, and we, we just, bro, like 2,800 bucks a month was like, bro, I fucking, this is the shit. This how the much plasma, wait, how much plasma did you donate? Oh, dude, Every I would ride my bike like 10 miles, right? Because we, we had to share the truck. And I'm like, you're not fucking my girlfriend. You're not fucking riding a bike anywhere. Okay. <laughs> I'm riding a fucking bike and you're going to take a truck. Um, so I ride my bike like 10 miles, go donate plasma, like ride back in like the Florida heat. Twice a week. So we're yeah, twice a, twice a week. Wow. I didn't know you could do that so often. How, for how long did you do this? Like, I feel like you would be sucked dry after like a- Dude, I literally, I would, go to, I would go to college all day. I'd come home, eat dinner, go to work all night. And I'd be the first in line when the plasma place opened. Like oh a my motherfucker, God. dude, for 22, <laughs> give me my 22 and a half goddamn dollars. Dude. Wow. For real, for real. But you know what? Like, okay, so I know that the story gets much better and then things turn around. But I, I have to say, even like when it's at its worst, like a lot of people could have given up at various different points in your story, right? Like, and you're still there figuring it out, going to Home Depot, donating Dude, I'm listening plasma. to Ty Lopez on my fucking bike. No shit, dude. Lopez. Like ha- here in my garage, it was right around that time, dude. And I was like, I was like, wait, fucking health, wealth, love <laughs> and happiness. <laughs> fucking, I got this shit. <laughs> I literally, dude. Like some of those videos, like change, like fucking, were like, I was like, I'm fucking, I'm not fucking quitting, right? I'm not fucking quitting. So, all right. I've got enough credits. I've got my base. I've had, I have 81 credit hours. I need to go to UCS at this point. I need to transfer. And on that application, what do they ask? Have you ever been convicted of a felony? If oh, so, no. please explain. Bro, and I, I looked at that and I went, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> uh-uh. Nope. Cause dude, when we got there, I spent the entire summer, dude, I just played video games and I listened to every single video on reiclub.com, which is like 300 fucking real estate videos on like okay. everything real estate, dude. So I, I knew enough 
to know that like to, to not to like be not scared enough to like not go to college at that point. Gotcha. Like you, you really did feel like you knew enough that college wasn't necessarily going to give you the extra things that you needed, that you could figure it out on your own. Oh, dude, I was furious that my parents were not spending this college money on fucking mentors. Wow. Livid, bro. Like, so, yeah, I mean, that's, so, um, I just go, fuck this. And then, So that's where things start getting chaotic again. I go, fuck this. I'm not going to college. And then my dad's like, well, you're on your fucking own. I'm like, fuck. So what do I do? Make things 10 times worse. Cheat on my, well, not super loyal, bro. But cheat on my girlfriend mm. and uh, tell her. And then um, she moves out and is like, all right, fucker. Lisa's going to be up in two months. Figure mm. it out. And I'm like, uh-oh, right? But in, my, in the back of my mind, I, like, I, was, I kind of knew, I was like, this is just what I have to do to get myself to like, be serious about life, right? Okay. Um, so I did that. And what, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Uh, I just couldn't, I, having the girlfriend, dude, I did not have the oh. discipline. The discipline, too much, too much time with the girlfriend. Like you felt like it was taken away from your time to do the things that you Well, and she wasn't about it at all either. I was like, yo, come to these real estate meetings. Let me learn real estate. Let's do real estate together. Yeah. yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Like, she, like you, you guys were actually maybe not compatible in like a no. passion, like drive, like aiming towards the future kind of thing. Exactly. That's why it didn't work. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, and, you know, I think that's such an important thing to, to kind of like touch like talk a little bit about because what like when you get into a relationship you got to be with the person that is like it's at least parallel to you going to the same place you want to go like otherwise you're going to end up compromising half your life you have worked like 75 of your life to do this one thing and then you find somebody that doesn't want to do that thing dude it was the worst like she was like my fucking crown jewel bro i gave this girl a ring with 60 diamonds with my drug money mm -hmm. Okay, I fucking love this girl. Like, you don't understand. Oh my god, <sighs> not compatible. I mean, fuck it, of course, right? Like, <laughs> now that I know what I know, dude, like I will laugh at myself for like even <laughs> expecting that of her at all. Like, oh my god, like I was a fucking idiot. But anyway, now I wanted my Atlanta Cardone, and I was gonna have her. Goddamn it! So hmm. I cheated on her. Kicked her out of her own apartment and uh, got myself fired from my job. I just like fucking like accidentally on purpose one day just was just like fucking like just started fucking shit up to like you just build this prep. I would burn the boats, motherfucker. Wow. Burn the boats. All right. Like, and is I, this because you wanted to get fired or? Mm -hmm, but you, I, you I, I couldn't. I was too scared to like get, I was too scared to fire my, I was too scared to put in my two weeks. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. I feel like, you know, I feel like I, I, when I was very, 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 very young, I had a cleaning job. I was cleaning offices and I did the, sa the same thing. Like I, I, I felt like, okay, I'm going to get another job. I'm done cleaning places. And, and then I just like didn't go to work one day. And I used to clean the places at night. And I thought, well, they're, they're going to fire me. So that, then I, I just won't go and then they'll fire me. And then the next day they called me apologizing, saying that, you know what, Christian, we didn't really taught you how to thoroughly clean every single surface. So I'm going to like 
personally go with you every for the next every day for the next two weeks to teach you how to do this well. And and I felt so moved by yeah, this yeah. that I stayed for another two weeks and I learned how to clean thoroughly well every single surface with every single different clean cleaning like liquid. And then I I put my and then I said, you know what, I, I actually have to quit because you're not going to let me go otherwise, which was an interesting learning experience. But I definitely know exactly what you mean. Like, I, 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 I don't know why. I guess that when, when we were like really, really young, it's like, what do you think? Why do you think it was scary to say I want to leave? Right. Like like you, you like maybe there was some fear of disappointing somebody that liked you. Maybe right, like there, there was a little bit of that nowadays. Well, you, know, you know, letting go of certainty. You know, oh, letting go of certainty. That's true too, and especially in your case, right? Like you're in these oh. unknown waters, crazy, terrified. wild, unknown terrified. waters. Yeah, terrified, bro. Terrified. Okay, so you. I'm. How old am I? Oh no! Yeah, sure. Tell me how old. Well, no, I mean, at the, I'm 26 now, but at the time I was. 20 I was 22 22 yeah so so you got yourself kicked out got myself fired I have two months left on this lease I have nowhere to go after I have no job and I'm just fucking going to real estate meetings every day and in Orlando they this they literally have small focus group meetings four nights a week in the summers um just at like fucking IHOPs bro so all of this. So I meet this fucking guy at IHOP, dude. He's 20 years older than me. He's an old fat Indian guy. Manoj. His name's Manoj, which is hilarious. And so he's like, bro, you know, let's go get fucking beer and wings. We go get beer and wings, blah, blah, blah. I tell him what's going on. And he's like, all right, all right, kid, listen up. He, he owns like six, seven units, a dozen units over in this apartment complex, which is this mm -hmm. gated thing, which... I, I actually, like, I go over there, he invites me over, we end up smoking a little pot together, just really fucking, like, dude, he's my fucking homie, like, this dude's my fucking homie, um, but he's a real estate investor, he has an MBA, he has, like, two fucking MBAs, smart guy, and he's like, hey, man, if you did Airbnbs in this community, like, we could, like, raise, like, we could put those deals together, right? So he helps me fucking like do the numbers, get the data, put the deal together, go to the investors, buy the units, and then I go get them listed on Airbnb. I do the listings, I buy all the furniture, I put it all together, I put it up on fucking Airbnb. And so the whole the whole thing was like, I'm gonna I have a, now I have a place to live. I'm right. gonna live in one of the rooms. I'm gonna rent out the other room. I'm gonna put the other unit on Airbnb, and I'm gonna put the three bedroom, three bathroom as a college housing okay? okay and we were because i was able to show hey these units have been appreciating literally 10 percent a fucking year so these wow. people got all of their money back plus 20 percent. so they got 300 grand plus 600 grand back at the end of the deal i got to keep like my rental money because nice. they like he just kind of was like you know what's going on and they're like oh, you know they own some fucking units in there already and they're like just like for the love of fucking God, somebody help this kid. <laughs> and they fucking did my deals. And I, so I'm a fucking landlord, dude. Wow. I was like, like for the first, like it was, dude, it was, it was right. It's the fucking departing of the clouds, dude. Fucking the ocean parks, dude. It was, it was like, it was like, oh, wow. Like, dude, I'm like fucking King Pimp, dude. I'm like fucking, <laughs> I'm fucking just everything, dude. And it, it, it was the fucking shit.
<laughs> Amazing. So then you had finally some financial stability and a place to stay. I didn't have to have a real job. And you didn't <laughs> have a real job. That's yeah. well, you, you did have a real job. Well, it I just, did. It's yeah, a pretty I, yeah. cool job. Yeah. It was, yeah. it just took like five hours a week. Amazing. Absolutely. Like gift from God. Absolute blessing. Right. So yeah. that goes on for about two years and this entire time, dude, I'm like Ubering everywhere. Like I don't drive anywhere. I'm like, I'm still like, like I told the homie what was going on, but like not quite to like, I didn't, I didn't tell him that last little part. Right. I didn't tell him that <laughs> last little part. <laughs> right. And so I turned 25 and I'm like, okay, I've got to get my shit fucked. I, I've got to go take care of this. I, take care of this. I call the fucking lawyer. I'm like, hey, Steve. He's like, Phil. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know, I'm like, I got to take care of the thing. And he's like, yeah. Um, and um, I still owed him like 600 bucks. <laughs> so I sent him the 600 bucks. And um, he goes, you turn 25. I was like, yeah. He was like, they always come back when they turn 25. I was like, what the fuck, Steve? <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'll go fucking work on your shit. I'm like, all right, dude. I'm, and, and dude, I'm like, God, I'm like, I'm going to have to go back to Kansas, go to fucking jail for two days, and I'm going to have to be on probation for a year, piss tests, more classes, community service. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, because at that point, I had made the deal with myself where I was like, okay, I'm only smoking weed. I'm never doing any hard drugs or drinking alcohol ever again, which was working really well. Mm. Um, so really good. So I was like, oh, this is not good. I don't like this. Right. Wow. I, was, I was doing jujitsu competitively at the time. I had wow. learned like a shit ton about e-commerce. I had like started trading. I had started like figuring out trading at the time. Like, All right. Steve calls me back. I'm like, wait, Steve. Mm. Wait, who, who's, I know Steve's in Kansas, but who is Steve? Steve's the lawyer. He's my lawyer. Oh, gotcha. 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 Yeah. Steve's okay. my lawyer. Shout out, Steve. And uh, <laughs> Steve calls me. He goes, Yeah, hey, thank you, Steve. But, you helped out. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Steve calls me, dude. <laughs> Steve calls me. He goes, He goes, uh, Bill. Hey, yeah, what's up, man? He's like, uh, You're good. He's like, I'm good. What the fuck do you mean I'm good? He's like, Well, looks like here, uh, paper says that the uh, arresting officer got fired. <laughs> Oh, really? What the fuck does that mean? He's like, you're good. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Steve, <laughs> tell me what that means. And he's like, you don't have to go to fucking jail, Phil. You're fine. Fucking, where do you want me to mail me your money back? I just have to talk to the prosecutor for like five minutes. I was like, oh, it's <laughs> like, what? Like, yo, like, never have I ever, dude, gotten arrested for my second DUI on the same day, one year later from my first DUI, run away from the state, skipped all of my court dates, bro, had warrants out for my fucking two years, dude, and then get my fucking license back, all charges dropped, and my money back from my Wow. Sounds like there's, there, there were some like supernatural people helping you out that's a crazy coin like wow how wow. fucking crazy is that i mean yeah. how many times does that happen to me? Yeah. and and i should say the first time i got my dui 
um, the dude filled out the wrong piece of paper. So I didn't lose my license. Oh my God. You, you really must be very thankful for the shitty bureaucracy I'm system that we have in this country. Bitch, yeah. sure. <laughs> I am. <laughs> All right. Um, so you go back. So, so why, why did you want to go back to Kansas though? Well, I was going to have to go fulfill, right, my sentencing. I was gonna oh, gotcha. Okay, so you didn't have to do this anymore. No longer had to. Got it. I got out of it all. Insane. Okay. And then? I fucking never been in trouble since. I fucking don't do any, I don't do crazy shit. I stick to my little, you know, my little yabba-dabba-do pen and just, I work. I'll fucking, dude, this is my... This is my 11th call. This is my 11th meeting for today. Today? Yeah. Wow, you're a busy dude. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I read, um, this is not necessarily something that, that is like scientifically proven, but uh, this guy, Grant Cardone, uh, writes in a book about his story, which he struggled with addiction and the way that he coped with it, well, or the way that he thrived, after is that he said addictions a sort of obsession towards something right. uh, and and what he decided to do is just obsess about something else in his case work in real estate yeah. and he's now like a, like i don't know like i don't know how many like tens of millions he has made in his mm-hmm. life and and so it's a kind of you remind me of him a little bit and he was for sure some in, absolutely some inspiration to me. Uh, I did go to 10x. I think I was maybe 24. So to your point about the supernatural thing, uh, dude, I think God definitely knew my new attitude towards drinking, which I still hold. Don't get me wrong, I have fucked up. Like I like in in terms of like oh I drank like one too many beers. Like but like nothing like nothing bad has ever happened since then. Like everything's been all good. But I, st- I, just, I, just, I just avoid alcohol like the fucking plenty, dude. And like, you know. Um, but I think, it, you know, if there is a God, and I do believe that there is, mm-hmm. God saw that I had quit drinking. Interesting. Right. You know, it, it reminds me of something that I read recently in, in a psychoanalytical book where they, uh, there's this guy that says, in his opinion, that the, the seek for drinking intensely it it really it's it's a search for a for an altered main mental state like really seeking for spirituality of some sorts and that's why even back in the day he he would call people would call alcohol spirits right like because you you really were trying to look this altered mental state that sometimes you and and that's why aa works so well too because they bind you to spirituality they make you um well, it, they really link you to to that spirit. Right, you have to you have to you know uh, you know admit you cannot control your alcohol and like release your control of the higher power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that, so basically now you are vanilla, and and decided you know what I'm not gonna do crazy stuff. I'm not gonna do drugs anymore. You decided you're not. I'm not gonna drink. I'm just gonna focus on working like a maniac. And that's what you've been doing. And, I, and I've seen a lot of that. So you decided to get into the stock market and real estate at the same time. So, so I get the real estate story. I understand why you chose that, right? It sounds like since your dad told you this like magnificent, magnificent tip 
which sounds pretty good, right? Like I thought, like the math works in my mind. And <laughs> and then wh what about the stock market? I know that you're pretty big on that too. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. All right, so I was like, man, like I I didn't really feel like I could pull off those deals again necessarily. I didn't. I didn't have, again, I still didn't really have the, the responsibility and discipline to really like run like a full scale, like rehab business mm -hmm. or even a wholesaling business for that matter. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, my cousin got me into e-commerce. I went down that rabbit hole and event only to, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making a million dollars only to keep 10%. I'm, I'm just not right. Like it's, there's too many moving parts on and on. Um, but I did study that for a, a good solid hundred hours. Um, I had a great mentor. I was just like, this is just not for me. I fucking hate this. Mm. Um, and this is before like online coaching kind of even is, was, is what it is today. Right. So I was like, man, I dude, at this point I'm kind of like drifting. I'm just like, I dude, I'm only making like maybe 50 grand a year maybe 40 34 i don't even fucking know dude. I, I think that's how irresponsible i was like i just was like just you know doing the thing making it happen um i went on a i, was, I started i was like dude all right fuck it i'm just gonna do jujitsu i don't know what else to do with myself but i don't want to do any dumb shit i'm just gonna go do jujitsu mm -hmm. so i go fucking just just do a ridiculous amount of jujitsu for like a year straight and I started going to competitions and there was a competition in Washington, DC. And I went out, flew out to that. And my Airbnb host there, super cool. Dude, let me bang a chicken in the apartment because I was staying at a hostel. <laughs> He's a cool dude. And he goes, he goes, yeah. He was like, I day trade. He's like, I'm not very good at it, but if you do it and you get good at it, right, you can do pretty well. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, bet. So I did my competition. I got disqualified for being too too aggressive. Who gets disqualified <laughs> for being too aggressive in a fucking fighting competition, you <laughs> bitches? But anyway, I was not happy. I was salty because I was all I did was he had my he had my gi right here, and I just went to break his. I just and I just to do that. Yeah. Also, oh, that's like <laughs> a not illegal move in jujitsu. I well, I did it quite. You know. Oh, quite. gotcha. Okay. Uh, anyway, you put a growl in there. Yeah, I put a grass in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was it, it was a rough one, but I was really fucking good at jujitsu. Uh -huh. And so anyway, I go back to Orlando. I I just start learning everything I goddamn can about day trading. <laughs> just start taking my knocks, dude. Just start taking my fucking knocks, dude. Like I'm like, what in the fuck? Like, and I'm like trying to trade like this guy, and I'm trying to trade like that guy, and eventually I'm just like, okay. I see what works and yeah, I mean like way later down the line after much like trial and error and hardship, right? Like I fucking figure out, okay, one and done, one and done. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So you learn a lot uh, in the stock market and you, it sounds like you did very, very well in it. And now you're even teaching and how to, how to, how to invest, how to, how to do day trade specifically. Is that correct? Yeah. So, right. Yeah. The, the whole thing is right. I show people how to make what they would normally make in a regular nine to five in a one minute trade. It sounds pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> that shit sells. That shit fucking sells, man. People love that shit. It's because it, it's fucking right. It's kind of triggering. It's true. And mm -hmm. it, uh, it stings. 
when people hear that, that people that work really fucking hard, they go, God damn it. That fucking asshole. <laughs> they just get sick of seeing my shit on Instagram one day. And I just get this must these messages like, tell me how to fucking get the money. <laughs> and the stock market's insane right now. And it's so, it's so funny how the, well, it's not funny, right? The whole, the whole world's falling apart and the stock market's doing better and better. Which, uh, stonks, baby. Stonks only go up. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you decide to coach this thing. And then how about the real estate? Is that something that you're still doing? Yeah, right now we got an acre under contract. Multifamily, commercial, vacant land in downtown Dallas. Um, with a little old lady. She's owned it forever and she just wants to get rid of it. <laughs> and um we think we got a okay price on it but the margins are big so you know we're, we we got we, we actually i just found out today we have another uh interested party so right now we have one woman that uh is is trying to get a special use permit from the county to build a preschool and i mm. believe if she can do that we can close the deal amazing amazing it would be it would be fucking amazing i would literally make 60 grand just in one deal which is beautiful for sending a fucking letter dude on a 75 cent piece of mail talk about return on investment huh i mean my god <laughs> which is so interesting like there's so many opportunities to to make money uh, and and we uh, like general population we are in some way bound to to believe that you no know, you have to like go through this thing i mean i'm one of them right like i i went to university i did med school i'm like on my what 12 to 13 years of study and i'm very happy i did it i love what i do awesome. and but 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 in terms of money right like you just sent a letter now you're gonna make 60 or seventy thousand dollars. but that, but yeah but also you have a, a whole history of learning for so many years about real estate like it requires a lot of thoughtful understanding of the market of the lands of the possibilities like that that in itself you learn but you just learn on your own well i went to my first fortune builders three-day real estate seminar when i was 18 right so you've been basically so basically you've been studying this for what eight years now dude when i was 16 i wrote my or my i wrote my junior paper about being a real estate investor and I got a fucking C on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad everything's working so well for you right now, man. Oh my God. It sounds like you, you know, when I ask you, hey, tell me your story, I was not prepared. I was not prepared for your story. But, but I, I'm loving to see, I'm loving seeing, seeing you do so well and having so much fun. I know that you, so tell me about your traveling. So you, you pick a month, a different city. So you're doing one month in, in right now you're in Nashville. You were last month you were in Chicago. Like what, how do you do this and how, where are you going next? Well, first, man, I just got to say thank you for letting me come on and share my story, man. I, I know it is quite a ridiculous <laughs> fucking piece of work, man. And, um, it, it, it's, uh, it is right. And you know, what's interesting about it is it would actually be like fucked up not to share it. Right. Because like, it's important for people to see like, yo, like you can go through some, Dude, that's not even including the accidental 20 hits of acid I took when I was 15 and tried to kill myself. I actually want to talk. I did want to talk to you about that. But and like, you know, starting smoking DMT when you're 15 and like just, wow. you know, addiction. Right. 
Um, and, well, and anyway. tell me about it. Sounds like you want to talk what? about it. <laughs> <laughs> addiction and codependency, man, um, okay. were, were, were real, real issues. Um, for somebody that really had their head in the right place, like I really like basically knew what to do. But after that real estate seminar, dude, like I knew enough. Um, but um, no, okay. So we said the, the traveling thing and then I, I threw the fucking, you know. Yeah. Um, you tell I me. Guess that, I, I guess that what, what I want, what I want you to, to tell me about it, I know how well you're doing and I know how amazing your life is right now. And, and I, and I do agree with what you said a little bit ago that it's really a story worth telling because it's inspiring. Like I, there's so many people struggling with issues similar to what you went through so many years ago. And knowing that there is a path towards success, even if you had addiction problems, even if you have a, like a, a, a trouble with your family, even if your father is an alcoholic, and, and even if you're a felon without money in the middle of nowhere, like you really can bring your life back together and, and find some, some degree of happiness. I mean, and, and really enjoy your life. I, I, I like that is so inspiring i feel like to so many people that thank you for your honesty and and i and you know it takes a lot of growth to really be able to share and laugh about all your mad life you know it it really and by by mad I, I, i'm just like using whatever word right like I, i'm not saying you're mad I, i'm not using yeah, that yeah, word yeah. I'm, a, I'm a psychiatrist oh, i'm definitely out of my fucking mind but yeah, no, but, but I guess I mean like a, a wildlife. I, I think that's the word that I was meaning to use. Like, oh, no, I, and I think it's important to not use words like mad or, or crazy, especially because, you know, like it, it, it diminishes mental illness, which is a real thing. Just wanted to bring that up. But, but, but yeah, you had a wild life. And at the same time, you, 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 ha you have a great life. Uh, and... and and, and, and that I, 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 really, uh, I, I really appreciate you telling me that story. I guess that's what I wanted to say. This will be the perfect contrast right here, okay? Let, let's do, we're going to do Airbnbs and we're, then we're going to go to the suicidal 20 hits of acid story. Okay. Back to back, baby. All right. <laughs> so, right, I'm 26 now. Yes, I'm in Nashville here, right? This is a, as I was posting on Instagram earlier, right? This is a $10,000 a month unit and I got it for... 2300 bucks a month, right? 74 bucks a night. My God. Um, Good negotiation yeah, skills. In Chicago, um, Essex on the Park, baby. Just a beautiful building, 17th floor, glass, everything, floor to ceiling. I can see the Sears Tower and Navy Pier from my fucking bedroom, dude. The Amazing. lake, the fucking, like every, like half of the museums and all the city. I can see the stadium. By far one of my favorite places. Um, so I'm either going two places next, right? So, right. What I do, I, you know, I get a rent, I get a big old fucking rent car. I throw my two suitcases in there, my fucking cats in the back, <laughs> right? It's just like fucking, I, I, I put a blanket over them so they can like, you know, and I calm them down right before we go. And mm. so like, they're good back there, dude. And How I'm many cats you there. got? Two cats. Two cats. Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, we just go, dude. We fucking go. <laughs> um, I, I kind of, so I go to a new city each month because, um, I would take these trips when I was doing the Airbnbs. I, I, I went to Miami once for like a weekend and I stayed in the W and okay. I was like, what the 
fuck is this? I was, I went to, I was like Brickle for the first time and I was like, yo, what am I doing in Orlando? Yeah, it's Brickle's ridiculous. beautiful. So um, I would take, but like the, the trips, right? They're very expensive, right? If you do plane tickets and then you've got the short term stays and you've got the food and the, everything, so expensive. And I was, cause I was an Airbnb host, dude. I spent a lot of time on Airbnb. So I was like, well, if I just, book for a month at a time i can always negotiate a discount right right so and i i was just like i was like dude i can't because i couldn't even move from those like <clears throat> those rentals i had it's not even like i could like relocate like in a regular place if i really even wanted to so i was like we're going i sold you know got you know cashed out the investors took what money i had hit the road um you know, and, and that was that, right? So here we, that's where we are today, right? That, so that's, I've been doing that for a uh, year and a half, a year and a fucking half, dude. So I've lived on an Airbnb for a year and a half. Yes, that is wow. quite ridiculous to say, hear myself say. So. Wait, do you have, like, I, I can barely see you right now. It seems oh, like it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. now pretty dark. Let me turn on a light real quick. Yeah. So rewind the clock from living on Airbnb with my travel cats and my, you know, my trading laptop and my clients and my real estate deals. Mm -hmm. Rewind that 10 years to uh, 2010 when I was 15 and I was just start. That's the age where just like any troubled young male, like that's the age, dude. Like, shit just hits. I don't know what it is about the mix of chemicals in a 15-year-old body, but particularly, I know for a fact, dude, I have a predisposition to alcohol, drug use. Um, dude, my, my dad is banned from the fucking country of Amsterdam. What? So ridiculous. Wait, like, like Holland? Like the Netherlands? He's yes. banned from the Netherlands? Banned, banned from Holland, sorry, not Amsterdam. Yeah. Banned from fucking Holland, but yeah. Okay, Holland. so tell tell me tell me that story. Oh, dude, <laughs> bro, my dad was Pablo Escobar, dude. No way. <laughs> Yo, my fucking dad, bro, would fly in and out of countries with cocaine, what? and yes, yes. And he would buy this in in Amsterdam. He would buy it in Amsterdam. <laughs> Well, and, and then, so he got caught in Amsterdam yeah, and he so, was told. So, so they fucking, they put like, they put two pounds of cocaine in a cheese wheel. Oh my God. And somebody ratted. So he gets stuck in Holland for like 30 fucking days or something. They lock his ass up and he brought like, dude, you know, like, dude, getting locked up in, you know, a, some foreign country prison, you know, that's not great. Right. I, I can imagine like Holland, Amsterdam is probably not the worst. Place. Right. I have no fucking, I don't know, but definitely better in the US, and, I would say. Well, yeah, they let him go and they were like, don't you ever fucking come back. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible. I'm laughing because of like, yeah, know, how outrageous this is, but it's okay. So he, he's banned from, yeah, from, from the Netherlands. That's, that's crazy. how that happened. So. Okay. That's fucking so rewind the clock 10 years, 2010. <laughs> I, uh, 
I think I had like just gotten ungrounded. I was always fucking grounded, dude. Parents wouldn't let me go fucking anywhere. But I mean, which is just like, it's like packing a powder keg. Like, you just, that is not the move, man. So, dude, I had a rope. I would climb out my window. Mm. Fucking, like, dude, I snuck out every fucking night. And um, so I snuck out that night, and I went to go do acid for, like, the, like, dude, the first time I did it, amazing. Oh, my God. Great. Okay. Second time I did it, still amazing. Great. The third time I did it, I got ballsy. I was like, oh, I'm going to eat four hits of acid. You're going to what? I'm going to eat four hits of acid. Oh my God. Okay. I've been working my way up. <laughs> and these people go, ah, yeah, here you go. They're, they're mic'd at 400, uh, sorry, 500 micrograms a piece. Here you go. Now tell me doctor, how many, how many, what is the effective dose of LSD, sir? Um, let me, I'm, I'm Googling this right now. Is, is it a, it's about a hundred micrograms. Yeah. About 100 micrograms, give or take. So basically, you did 2,500 micrograms. That sounds like a pretty heroic dose. Dude, like, <laughs> just imagine the movie Inception. Okay. Imagine full-blown every fucking enlightenment, truth, realization. Like, I am God. I am all things. Nothing is real. I'm fucking, like, the whole nine. It's just everything, dude. And okay. I <laughs> was not prepared. Like, oh. dude, like, you know, I had, you know, I had read, you know, Buddhism for dummies when I was 12 and I was ready for spirituality. <laughs> and I had already smoked wow. DMT a gang of times. So I was like, dude, I'm fucking, I'm cool. Dude. I smoked like a ton of fucking DMT, like a whole gram of DMT at this point. So I'm mm -hmm. like, dude, four hits of acid. I'm like, okay. But I didn't understand that it was not four hits of acid. Right, right. That's not four right. hits of acid. <laughs> no, that's literally a... Uh, 20 hits of acid, it's right? Literally 20 hits of acid. Wow. So me and my girlfriend and my just shit-headed best friend who I did all the dumb stuff with, right? Me and like a couple girls, right? We all fucking take this shit. And then like uh, he stays at home, but me and my girlfriend go to her girlfriend's house, right? Mm -hmm. And just as the kicking. Dude, I remember like going down those hills and just like, whoa! <laughs> Oh, like this is not the same. And we get to this bitch's house, dude, and I lose my goddamn mind, bro. Like I, what like happened? I want to go home, but I know I shouldn't. I know I can't, but like I don't. I I just literally, bro. There's there's no fucking time. Fucking no, bro. I was in. Bro, I'm like a thousand years old, dude. Right. I spent so much goddamn time in eternity, bro. <laughs> that I'm like a thousand years old, and this is just like bro, I swear to God, it was just the most ridiculous. I, I can't. There's no words for that. What, what kind of words am I gonna say? For that, yeah, no. Like, it, it just unfathomable. Complete, complete unexpected mind fuck, right? And I mean, you're a doctor, bro. I mean, you can imagine, right? Like, what kind of like? I mean you know, physical effects on the brain. I mean, that's just, that's rearranging your fucking brain. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, that's not, yeah. you know. And, fun, fun, and then, funnily right, enough, funnily enough, I, I am doing some research on psychedelic assisted psychotherapy though. Exactly. Um, so, so I, I know, well, I guess I, I can't for sure know because we haven't done the, the most comprehensive style of evidence yet. But right now, people are using uh, psilocybin-assisted psychotherapy for cancer-related distress. It's phase two, very promising results. People like really overcoming their depression. Of course, 
phase three studies need need to happen. Hopefully, they'll happen sometime soon to really prove that it, this actually helps in in a larger population. MDMA assisted psychotherapy for PTSD may like it seems very so promising. Maybe if, I think the findings for the phase three studies will come next year, and if they're really good, it may become FDA approved. So I I hope. I really do hope, and I and 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 the findings that I have seen shows so much promise to to the use of psychedelics in a very controlled setting with a doctor guiding you through the session. Sometimes a doctor, sometimes a psychotherapist, you know, of some sort. And right, it, it not you you don't take twenty hits of LSD and go party with your friends. It's more like you you lay on a couch, you get pre- a few sessions to get a preparation. And you really go with an intention and you go through this and then you do psychotherapy after as well. And it really does seem like in, the, in a controlled setting, in, in a safe space, in a specific type of dose, it may be so helpful, so helpful. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's one thing I wanted to bring up about psychedelics. But, but yeah, I, I definitely well, want to hear you. No, and I absolutely do. I, I want to contrast it with, you know, they absolutely expanded my mind. I mean, it was you know, very tough to get through. And I've had, I've had many positive experiences as well. I mean, many of the, just the most beautiful, positive, oh my God, dude, like just, you know, heaven, like, I don't, you know, like, what's up God, you know, like just, you know, you enter the Godhead, right? I mean, you, you, you know, there's that, right? But um, I mean, dude, that, because it was such a powerful, bad experience, right? I mean, it, it really like, dude, I didn't like, didn't, I would, I would get this like, panic feeling i would start like i would just start having these panic attacks and like not know like if i was fucking like real or, I, would, I would i would literally i would it would start to happen again wow and um i have to like call my mom and be like mom it's like fucking happening again like yo like just talk me out like and this is days after or this is during Dude, that it was, like months bro like, months after okay what? you felt like you were gonna enter a psychedelic experience again pretty much i mean yeah sounds like like you 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 know meditative states can can, like very intense meditative states have shown to 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 bring these kinds of states in people i wonder if if something clicked there and then you just like brought your maybe the massive dose that you took like i don't know man i don't know dude my girl no literally i was trying so right the kill i literally grabbed my own esophagus and like tried to rip it out of like my right my own throat and i'm like on i'm like just losing my shit wow. on the floor and my girlfriend is slapping the shit out of me. Stop <laughs> oh my it. God. Fucking stop it. And like and I, I like eventually it was just the most whack shit of my fucking life. And I eventually like come to but I was like I was like super like I eventually like passed out, right? Yeah. But like I was like super fucking unsure. I was like, did I fucking die? Is this all a fucking what the fuck is this? Like because when, when your reality warps so much, dude, you just don't, you, I, dude, I was so, I was lost in every sense of the word, dude. Like, wow. I did not even know if anything was real. I was like, this is a fucking dream, dude. What the fuck? I was like, this is, I don't know what this is, but, dude, and then I would like, I would see the movie like Inception or something, and it would just be so like I couldn't even watch it. It would be it would triggering. Trigger the fuck out of me. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Sounds wild. 
uh, that's too wild. That's not my kind of wild. I do not like that kind of wild. Oh my God. DMT. Wow. That's great. I'll do that. But wow. And, and, and then you thought about suicide during that time because you were so lost. Is that what happened? Dude, I just wanted to stop. I just wanted I it to end. Spiritual like it realization. Too... Uh-huh. If you go, if you go to actualize.org uh-huh. and you look at the enlightenments that Leo says that he's gone through, and he details them so well. Um, I had those fucking experiences. Like what uh-huh. takes literally people like years because dude, I was grounded all the time, bro. I fucking meditated all the time. And just mm-hmm. being so young, you don't have a lot of shit in your head yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I, it was like cracked my wide open, dude. Yeah. Just out into the universe we go. Wow. And I had those, those eight, like literal actual, there, there are actual spiritual experiences and, and actual truths that we just cannot access right now because we're in our normal state of consciousness. But yeah, if you do enough yeah. of those, enough meditation and, you know, things like that, you'll reach those states. Um, do you meditate right now? me. Hmm? Do you meditate right now? I'm, a, I'm an active meditator. Okay. So you try to bring yourself into a meditative state as you're talking, as you're like doing your day-to-day thing? Yeah, Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm a pro, baby. I am meditation, <laughs> bro. I am the universe. Come on, dude. Oh, yeah. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was traumatizing, really, like going to that level of, <clears throat> of realization and boom back to reality and you're like what? yeah hey dude you gotta go to a basketball practice it's 10 a.m <laughs> <laughs> i went to fucking basketball practice 10 a.m wow. wow sounds wild man who does that well you do <sighs> did you go to basketball practice did you I do did. Well? this guy i went <laughs> i went it was fucking terrible i was so confused can you imagine bro the just shit soup that was in my brain that day <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> this guy's like, I had the wrong guy on the podcast. <laughs> hey, I think this, this, this has been a beautiful episode, actually, because first of all, you told us these horrible things that happened to you and how you overcame them. The whole podcast name is Thrive. Bro, you're thriving right now. And, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So this is a beautiful example of, of a case where, where you were really in a very tough situation, doing very poorly, like really like heavy stuff happening in your life. And now you're loving it. Now you're traveling the world. Well, I guess the U.S. only for now. Mm. And having a great life. I know that you have great friends. You have great adventures as well. And, and you work a lot in something that you love. So what, what, what else do you want, really? all right there yeah man thank you dude thank you thank you for having me on man yeah i have a problem never told that story really which one of all of them well like this like i've never told this story like on like this whole ass story on a podcast i think people are gonna like it and i really thank you for it because it you you did get vulnerable there it's every a lot of what you said is not easy to say it's, it's not easy to say. And you were, you were very good at it. I've been very humorous about it. Yeah, it's all yeah. funny now, <laughs> but it was not then. So, no, I mean, really to anybody that's going through any kind of 
ridiculous. I mean, just, I mean, just, you know, just think to yourself, you know, popping three, four milligrams of K pins and like chasing it with shots, right? Like if you're in that place, like dude, just go get on the treadmill. Like bro, literally, like, I mean, I literally would just go fucking exercise and like read and like be like, oh, I should like eat some good food today. And I mean, it, it, it is, man. I, you know, I, I get, you know, I, you know, you gotta let the story speak for itself. But I mean, really, like you can really pull yourself out of anything. Yeah, yeah. And then you you find a way to enjoy the little things in in life, and by and and they're never little things. Like even this conversation, I'm loving it. I'm I'm loving. I I rode the, that life with you as you were talking it. Like I finished my chamomile meal uh, tea, which was delicious. Uh, you know, like just focusing on, on those little things that you experience every time in the moment. Just like I had a great time with you, man. I, I really hope that you come back again sometime in the future and we have a, another amazing conversation. Absolutely, man. Hope to see you in New York soon. Yeah, man. Thanks. <laughs>